And welcome to Rayim Ahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. MS Marriage and Family Therapy, thank you so much for joining us here. On October 15th, this is the first live show I'm doing, actually, after Yamtif. So thank you for joining me. Today's class is an exciting class. Yeah, I say that. Yeah, of course I say this. But today is really exciting. And the reason I say this is because this class is going to have pertinence to every week of your life. Excuse <coughs> me, I'm, I'm, I'm very serious about that. Every week of your life, you are going to be able to plug in to today's class. Bezrat Hashem. Hopefully, we'll have Siat Shmaya today. Uh, for those of you who are new <coughs> to this program, what we do is we try to give you skills and tools to be able to connect, sometimes reconnect, to your spouse. The way we do this is, basically, we base everything that we spoke, speak about from the Torah, and of course, we use the social sciences, other advice, guidance, etc., but our baseline here is really the Torah. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking about nothing other than Shabbos. And I'm not talking about Shabbos itself. I'm talking about preparations for Shabbos. I'm talking about participation on Shabbos, the purpose of Shabbos, what Shabbos is all about, and most important of all, how we are able to connect on Shabbos to our, and possibly before Shabbos, to our spouse, to our children, to our family. Hopefully, we'll be able to empower you with skills and tools to, for you to be able to elevate your Shabbos. Whatever level your Shabbos is on, Hopefully after this show, you will, Be'ezus Hashem, have some more skills and tools to elevate your Shabbos to the next level. Okay, let's start by asking a very interesting question. question is as follows. I know this is going to sound like a peculiar question. Those of you who listen to me know that sometimes we just like, we, we don't pull any punches. We just, you know, as they say, go straight for the jugular. Okay, question is as follows. Why? Do we keep Shabbos? Why? What's the purpose? Now, I, I know a lot of us will say this with me. Shabbos says, Kashbach, who says in the Torah, we just had this last week, right? Pashas Bereshis, right? We had like Chulash Shemayim, it talks about Shabbos, how Kashbach stopped creating on Shabbos. This way, we also stop creating on Shabbos. Question is, but, but, okay, great. So it's a mitzvah. Okay, given it's a mitzvah that we have to keep Shabbos important mitzvah. Why do I say that? Because it's not, you know, it, when, when we're labeling someone who is connected to Hashem, let's say an observant Jew, a religious Jew, someone who's from, we usually use the term Shomer Shabbos, Shomer Shabbat. Why is it Shomer Shabbat as opposed to Shomer Tzitzit, Shomer Tzitzit, somebody puts on tefillin every day. That, that's not important, right? Or let's say someone for argument's sake, uh, Right? Uh, it could be a woman who's Tanua. She doesn't necessarily keep Shabbos. So Shomer Tzniut. So what's, what's, the, what's the, 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 the importance of Shabbos that like, we sort of base everything on Shabbos? It's a Shomer Shabbos, Shomer Shabbat. Why is it so important? Okay, so let's start with this. When we are keeping Shabbos, we're watching the Shabbos, we are refraining from the 39... Basic malachos on Shabbos, for those of you who don't understand, that means the 39 categories of labor, which we refrain on Shabbos. Basically, what we're doing is we are testimony, we're being testimony to the existence of Hashem, of God, and the fact that Hashem created the world in six days, stopped creating on the seventh day, and we're replicating that. By replicating that, basically, we're testimony to the existence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that Hashem exists, and Hashem created the world in six days, and we believe that it all comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it's all Hashem. That's the most basic principle, but there's more. There's more. Something much more deeper than that. And what's more deeper than that, ladies and gentlemen, is something called a relationship. It's not just about testimony. It's also about a relationship. How do I know this? Take a look at last week's parsha. When the Torah speaks about Shabbos, there's two conflicting ideas in the Pasuk, in the verse. What does it say? On one hand, it tells us that Hashem stopped creating, right? Hashem stopped creating. 
and a Kalashbokh on Shabbos rested, whatever that means, right? But on the other hand, it says that Shabbos is something that was created. Lasos is the Shabbos. Lasos is the Shabbos. There's something to, to, to do to make the Shabbos. So there's, one second, on one hand, it stopped from creating. On the other hand, there's, there's an issue, there's an idea of, of, there's some sort of creation on Shabbos. Lasos is the Shabbos. What, 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 what are we, last of the Shabbos? It's, it's, it's resting on Shabbos, right? Lassos, Lassos, this is Shabbos. Lassos, what, what are we doing? We're, we're, we're not doing on Shabbos. Isn't it that we're not doing on Shabbos? We're not doing on Shabbos. We're not, it's confusing over here. So we see these contradictory ideas of stopping cessation, and on the other hand, there is some sort of doing. What are we doing? We know there's a concept of Shomer V'Zacha, right? Not just, not just guarding, but remembering the Shabbos. And we see this in, in Shemos also. We see these two, this two seemingly conflicting ideas. One which is not doing, and the other one which is doing. Now the not doing is very simple. We know everything that we're not supposed to do. For those of us, Baruch Hashem, will keep Shabbos. For those of us who are on the way to keep Shabbos, right? There's all these things that we don't do. 39 categories of labor, which... These, this labor is basically the labor that was used to build the Mishkan. Also interesting, Mishkan? Why are the 39 categories of labor, why are the Malachos, the Malachot, why are they based on the Mishkan? Why the Mishkan? Like, where does that come from? Okay. So here's what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. Or actually, I'm going to ask you another question. Sorry, I'm going to ask you another question. You can answer this question while you're cooking, while you're listening in the car. Answer this question. What is our purpose in this world? I love asking this question. It's like a, such a basic question, and everybody's like, yeah, whatever, and everybody has different answers. What is our purpose in this world? What's the purpose? Who created us, right? What's our purpose? What's the purpose of, of creation? What's the purpose? What is your purpose? My purpose. What's the purpose? Why are we around here? What's the purpose? What's the reason? Well, the reason is, I'm sure some of you are saying this to yourselves, the reason that Kashbaru created us and is giving us all these mitzvos is basically what we're trying to do is we are trying to create a relationship with Hashem. We're trying to connect and create a relationship, a bond, right? Shlemus. What is it all about? It's about connecting to Hashem. And Kashbaru gives us the mitzvos, the Torah, learning Torah for the men, which is p- most pivotal, for the women. A lot of mitzvot, other mitzvot that she has, all in order for us, tools for us to connect to Hashem. Now, it's very easy to say that. Okay, connect to Hashem. Have you connected to Hashem today? Some of you have, right? On a certain level, maybe in the morning, we, we daven, we pray to Hashem, so we connect it to Kaddish Baruch Hu. But after that, everything starts. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Those of you who have kids, kids have to go to school, they prepare their snacks. You, you, you have, there's, there's a parent orientation meeting. Um, you have to sell, uh, sign health insurance forms. Uh, men are running to work. Those of you who are going to Kolel, going to Kolel. And it just gets so busy. Everything is so busy. We are so distracted during the week. It's easy to say to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but it's very, very hard because we're so distracted. And you know what's most distracting, by the way? What's most distracting is something called Ishtadlas. That is the most distracting. The Hishtadlus is most is distracting. Because we know, right, as religious Jews, we know that a Kaddish Baruch Hu Hashem is in charge of everything, runs everything for us. We are really not doing anything. It is all in our mind, meaning we are choosing. There's Bechira, that's the only difference between us and animals. We have choice, and we could choose what to do. But everything that's actually being done, whether you prepare the snacks for the kids today, whether you are preparing a lesson for your class, whether you are going to work today, whether you're in the car, and the car is driving, the engine is running, everything is Hashem. And I'm not Everything is Hashem. If HaKadosh Baruch wouldn't allow it to happen, it wouldn't happen. As a matter of fact, even God forbid, Averis that we do, if God forbid we sin, let's say we start speaking Lashon Hara, we speak bad about other people, that's not really us doing it. HaKadosh Baruch is allowing us to do this Averis. If HaKadosh Baruch wouldn't allow us, we wouldn't be able to do it. All we have is choice. So what we're doing, in essence, is we are doing something called Hishtadlut. We're trying to do we're, we're attempting, we're giving it our best, best shot, but the truth is it's all a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's a little confusing. It really is confusing. 
Why do I say that? Because, you know, we try, we try, and then we start feeling guilty. Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? And the truth is, it's not to do with me. It's all HaKadosh Baruch It gets very, very distractful. It's hard for us to focus on Hashem. It's hard. Of course, that's the process. That's the challenge. And if, and if we... And if we could live to that challenge, the big rabbis, the big, the big gedolim, Chacham Avadia, Rav Moshe Feinstein, that's I'm talking about people who are our generations, you know, um, or the people who are living today, Chaim Kanievsky, other gedolim, these are people who are able to imbue the spirituality into their everyday life. Hey, we can't all do that. We can't. We try. We try. We really do try. But there's one day. There's one day that we can actually do it. We can all do it. We can all connect to Hashem. That day is called Shabbos. That's what Shabbos is all about. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just explain you something. This is pivotal. Very, very important. And that's like this. Our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, our relationship with Hashem, in a certain sense, is like a relationship between a husband and wife. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as if to say, is the husband. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the giver, the ultimate giver. gives us everything, right? And we, as if to say, are the wives. As a matter of fact, Shabbos in itself is considered the kala. Shabbos, what Shabbos really is, Shabbos is not something tangible that we can touch. Shabbos is a space in time imbued with kedusha, with holiness, allowing us to connect to Hashem. It's a special time during the week and you all know what I'm talking about. Everybody here that keeps Shabbos knows exactly what I'm talking about. There's some sort of sense of spirituality, some sort of Kedusha on Shabbos, right? We are connecting to Hashem. Shabbos is not like, don't think of Shabbos as like its own thing. Shabbos is a space in time that is imbued with spirituality that is a special opportunity for us to connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu on Shabbos. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the giver. We are the recipient of all of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's tov. Hodul Hashem Kitov, Kili Olam Chazdo. We just finished Simchas Torah. The whole theme of Simchas Torah, right? Thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Appreciating HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Feeling connected with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ladies and gentlemen, you can continue that Simchas Torah this Shabbos. Your Simchas Torah you can have this Shabbos. You really can have this Shabbos. You can have the same Simchas Torah, that same connection that you had to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The, the connection you have to the Torah, what is the Torah? The Torah is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Torah, right? It's all ultimately the connection you have with Hashem. You can have that this Shabbos. Today is Thursday. Now it's 11.20. We're going to be talking about ways for you to be able to connect, to have that amazing feeling this Shabbos. The only way to do that is to break it up in two pieces. Number one, we have to stop all the distraction. You know why there are all these malachos? Besides many other reasons. I'll tell you one of pivotal reasons that I heard Chazal say that what? That the reason that we stop doing all these things on Shabbos, we don't work on Shabbos, we don't uh, run around and, 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 and drive on Shabbos, and all the malachos, not, fire, cooking, sorting, uh, winnowing, um, separating um, all the malachas that we do on Shabbos, including all the things that we have in Navi about keeping Shabbos holy, speaking about only certain things on Shabbos, all this is allowing us to connect to Hashem. Okay, I mean, Greenfield sounds very simple. It's really not simple. It's really not simple. The only way I can explain it to you, those who are married listening to me right now, is your anniversary, okay? Think about your anniversary. What do you do on your anniversary? What you're doing on your anniversary is you're taking time to spend with your spouse where you could connect with your spouse. You can't just connect in the kitchen. You can't connect in, in, in the living room. What you need to do is you have to leave the house, right? You leave the house and you go somewhere and you do something with your wife, with your husband, right? The husband, the giver, the wife, the, the receiver. You go in this special time called the anniversary, you leave and you dedicate a certain place. Let's say you go out for your anniversary, you're going out to a certain place and you're alone, just you and your wife, you and your husband, and you're spending quality time with each other, right? You're spending quality time and you're connecting and you're feeling this like 
really special connection, this bond, this aura of connection, you and your spouse. Wow, beautiful anniversary. Hopefully you're having nice anniversaries, right? Maybe we'll do a show on, on, on anniversaries. But, right, you're connecting to your spouse on your anniversary. That's Shabbos. That is Shabbos. Shabbos is like a weekly anniversary. It's a weekly anniversary where we are connecting. But in order to connect, you have to stop doing everything else you're doing, right? Same with your anniversary. Right? You got to stop. If you're, if you're going out with your husband on your anniversary, he's on the phone. What type of anniversary is that, right? He's on the phone. Can you please get off the phone? <laughs> Hello, this is our anniversary. What's your problem? Well, you have to get off the phone. Same thing on Shabbos. We get off our phones. We stop talking. We stop texting. We stop working. We stop worrying. That's a big one, by the way. Worrying, stressing out. We stop stressing out. We're besimcha on Shabbos. Do whatever we can to relax on Shabbos. Just to relax on Shabbos. And that's the purpose of Shabbos. Ladies and gentlemen, are you hearing this? Because I, you know, I, I sort of knew this all the time, but when I, when I, there's a great book written by uh, Shimshim Pinkus Atzal on Shabbos. You can read that book. I think it's called Living Shabbos. Great book. And it just sort of brings out what Shabbos really is. Shabbos is your anniversary with Hashem. It's like a constant anniversary. Now, the big, big, big anniversary that we have during the year, of course, we have Pesach is the anniversary of Hashem taking us out. Um, Sukkot, we just had an anniversary. Shavuos, okay, it's a big anniversary of giving of the Torah. Very big anniversary. Very, very big bond. But you can have like a, like a mini weekly anniversary. We have it every Shabbos. That's where we can connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, But we have to stop doing everything that we're doing. That's why we stop, number one. Now, when you're going out for an anniversary, right, I ask you all a question. Ladies, you don't go out in your regular clothing, right? You want to dress up. You want to dress up. You want to look nice. You want to feel good. Same thing on Shabbos. Shabbos, we dress up. We look nice. We feel good. We feel good about ourselves. It's a special occasion. Both men and women, we're dressing up. We're getting ready. We're cleaning ourselves. Now, what I'm telling you right now is not like a nicety, nice thing to do. It's a, it's a mitzvah. It's a halacha. You could look at it. Mishnah Burra speaks about it openly, how we have to get dressed for Shabbos. But the reason we're told to do this is so we could connect with Hashem on Shabbos. We get dressed. We prepare food. We want to look forward for Shabbos. It's an opportunity to connect to Hashem. So we stop. There's two pieces. The first stop, first is the Shomer, the stop, the guarding. We're, we're keeping Shabbos. We're not doing all this stuff that we're supposed to do, that we do during the week. We're stopping. We're stopping all the distractions so we can focus on Hashem. Hashem, you are in charge. Hashem, you are completely in charge of my life. I'm not working on Shabbos. I'm trusting you by not working on Shabbos. Well, today in America, it's much easier because everybody rests on Shabbos. But a lot of our grandparents, say, all of our grandparents, stopping working on Shabbos was very, very, very hard. It takes a lot of bitachin and emunah, right? So we're stopping everything. Now that I stop, I'm going out for my anniversary. I got dressed nice. I'm going to eat good food and I'm going to connect. I'm going to connect with the Kadashbach. And that's why we say Shabbos like the Kala, right? Shabbos like the Kala. It's all about relationships. It's all about, I think it's like, you know, oh, yeah, Shabbos Kala. Why is Shabbos a Kala? It's about relationships. It's about a marriage. It's about a union. It's about a bond. Ladies and gentlemen, the only way we can connect with Hashem on Shabbos is if we connect with our spouses on Shabbos. It, the, the, the huffle and the scuffle that happens during the week and all the stress and the tension has to go away on Shabbos. We have to be mevater. We have to plug into all the tools and skills that, you know, we, that, that, that the Torah gives us, that we speak about, and we're going to be talking about some of these skills and tools, how to be able to connect with your spouse on Shabbos, with your children on Shabbos, and thus you're inviting the Shechina into your house on Shabbos. And ladies and gentlemen, you know why the Malachos you know why the categories of labor that we don't do on Shabbos, you know why they're connected with the Mishkan? Because that's what Shabbos is. Shabbos can be like the base Hamikdash. Your house can always be the, during, like the base Hamikdash during any day. But Shabbos is that special, special opportunity where it's just like the Mishkan, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu rests his Shechina in the Mishkan. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will rest his Shechina in your house this Shabbos, this Shabbos, Hashem will rest His Shechina, and you are going to feel so amazing, so holy, like you always feel. But this Shabbos even more. So why? Because we just went through Yom Kippur. 
all our avonos, all our chatoim are gone. We had we had a sukkis, we had a simchas Torah. Let's continue that this Shabbos. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. So Rabbi Greenfield, okay. Now, what do we do? Okay. So number one, number one is preparation. You you know, people who are don't prepare before Shabbos are not going to have a normal Shabbos. As I'm talking to you right now, many ladies are cooking for Shabbos. You're preparing for Shabbos, which is great, which is wonderful. You're creating and you're preparing. Now, you know, it, it's important to know, when you're preparing for Shabbos, I'll tell you, there's a story in the Gemara, a beautiful story, where Atana invited a Roman emperor, I believe it was, to his house for Shabbos. And for whatever reason it is, the food was cold when he ate. He ate some cold food on Shabbos. I don't know what happened. The, the, the blech went out. I'm not sure, whatever it is. In any case, the food that he ate was cold. The Roman emperor ate the food. And it was delicious, and he really enjoyed it. And, he, and then the Roman emperor came to his house again during the week, and he had hot food. Okay, he had hot food. And he ate the hot food during the week, on a Tuesday night, let's say. So the Roman emperor says to this time, he says to him, listen, I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm eating your food right now. I'm eating your food right now, and it tastes delicious, but the food that I ate on Shabbos, even though it was cold, it was the same food, but it was so much better. What is your secret? And he says to him, my secret is a special spice. What is the spice? The spice is the spice of Shabbos. Likavod Shabbos Kodesh. Ladies, I know you do this, but I'm just saying it to empower people who don't do this. And that is, when you're doing things for Shabbos, say it. Lichvod Shabbos Kodesh. This is for Shabbos. If you're going to the store and you're buying things for Shabbos at the counter when you're paying, you can just say it to yourself. Lichvod Shabbos Kodesh. You know, the cashiers are used to this already. Everybody says, Lichvod Shabbos Kodesh. You are imbuing it with a special Shabbos spice, the holiness of Shabbos. We know that, I think it was, it was Hillel Azakim. Every, everything that he did was always for Shabbos. Anything that, anything that he saw in the store, he used to start buying things for Shabbos today on Sunday, Monday. It's all about Shabbos. It's all about Shabbos. By the way, I want to tell you something interesting. I used to think, Rabbi Greenfield, me, I used to think that what? I used to think that Shabbos is just, it's, it's part of the puzzle, in other words, you have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then you have Shabbos. Now, of course, everybody knows Shabbos is the most holy day. Tell anybody, ask any little kid, right? Shabbos is Kedusha. But I used to think like it's, like it's like a puzzle, and Shabbos is part of the puzzle, right? You have the whole week, and Shabbos is part of the puzzle. But that's not true. That's not true. I saw a beautiful vart by Noah Weinberg. And he writes as follows. He, he writes that Shabbos is not just like a piece of the puzzle. Shabbos is the epicenter of the week. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is all based on Shabbos. If there would be no Shabbos, there would be no Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Day. I'll give you an example I'm talking about. The week is an odd week. And it's funny because throughout the world, everybody, as far as I know, unless you know differently, you can please text me. Everybody keeps a seven-day week, right? Why does everybody keep a seven-day week? Where did that come from, right? So as opposed to an even week, it's a seven-day odd week. So Sunday has its Monday. Tuesday has its Wednesday. Thursday has its Friday, and what does Shabbos have? Shabbos has the ones who keep Shabbos, the Jewish people who keep Shabbos. That's what Shabbos has. That's his counterpart. And Shabbos is not like a puzzle. The week is like a Rubik's Cube, right? A Rubik's Cube that has six sides on it. The Rubik's Cube would not exist if not for the epicenter, the middle of the cube. There would be no cube, right? The cube is based on its center. That's what Shabbos is. Hayom Yom Rishon B'Shabbos. Hayom Yom Sheni B'Shabbos. Hayom Yom Shlishi B'Shabbos. Why do we say that every day? Because it's all based on Shabbos. Every day is based on Shabbos. So when you're cooking for Shabbos, when you're buying for Shabbos, when you're doing for Shabbos, you say L'Chvod Shabbos because it's all about Shabbos. And I want to tell you that I know many people, I'm not telling you this like a secret to success, but I, I, I happen to know many wealthy people who tell me that they, they contribute, if not all of their success, at least most of their success, to their observance of Shabbos and how much they do on Shabbos. The expenses of Shabbos, it is written, the expenses of Shabbos is not part of the expenses that were decreed in Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. So you could, you could spend without worrying about that. I'm, you know, I'm not saying to buy the whole store. 
but within reason that, you know, it's normal. You want more, you want more, you want to make a beautiful Shabbos meal, you want to get another thing, another thing. It's, it's with beyond, beyond the expenses of whatever was, was decreed in the beginning of the year, and you're doing it for Shabbos, and, and they told me, we just give so much honor to the Shabbos, and we prepare for Shabbos. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to ask you something now. It's very, very hard. The reason I say it's hard because I know how hard it is for me, and I can't say I always succeed. And that is as follows. Please give yourself enough time. Give yourself enough time before Shabbos. Don't wait to the last second. I know it's like so easy to say, Rabbi you don't know what goes on in my house. It's almost pressure. Of course there's pressure. The Chida writes that the Satan dances in our houses on Erev Shabbos. Why, you know why the Satan dances on our houses on Erev Shabbos? Because Satan knows if we keep Shabbos, we just, we just like, that's it. We just like succeeded. We succeeded the whole week. If we keep Shabbos correctly, if we're prepared for Shabbos, if we don't have stress before Shabbos, if we're relaxed and during the coming into the Shabbos, are you listening to the men right now? I'm talking to the men right now. It's very important. How many women complain to me their husband come last second? They come last second. They take showers and this and that. And they're huffing and puffing. And they're coming inside. And, and it's already like, you know, it, 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 it's past Lichtsind and they're counting of the 18 minutes or whatever it is. It's like men, men, and I'm really, I'm talking to myself. Let's give ourselves extra time tomorrow. Tomorrow, Rabbi Isai, tomorrow, let's give ourselves extra time. Let's aim to be at home two hours before Shabbos. Now, some of you are listening to me and saying, what do you mean, Rabbi Greenfield? I'm actually home four or five hours before Shabbos. I, beautiful. Keep that. Keep that. But let's, the, the, those of us who are not or are struggling, I'm talking to myself, really, we're struggling to come home on Shabbos. Let's be home at least two hours before Shabbos at least two hours before Shabbos, and let's give ourselves time. At least, I'd say really three hours, but at least three hours, give us two hours, let's give ourselves time to shower, to get ready, to help our spouse, to calm things down. Your wife is going to be stressed, gentlemen. Your wife is going to be stressed because there's a lot to do before Shabbos, and maybe she hasn't finished making the chicken. Maybe she hasn't finished making the chalent. Maybe she ha- you, you, you invited guests over, and she has to prepare the linen. Maybe she has to uh, clean up because, because your mother's coming, and she's, she's very worried that, that the bathrooms weren't clean. Or maybe she, no one's coming, and there's still stress. Trust me, there's going to be stress. There's going to be stress. How do I know this? Because the Sutton dances in our houses in our Shabbos. Finish. So, what I'm asking the men, let's come early on Shabbos. Ladies, those of you listening, preparing now for Shabbos, beautiful. Those of you in the car, it's hard to prepare, let's say, on Thursday Shabbos. Some of you are preparing on Friday for Shabbos. Then do it in the morning. Some of you start preparing before. You have a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you always prepare. There's some women who prepare already in the beginning of the week. Even better. Let's do it before Shabbos. The Shabbos table. Let's not leave it for the last second. You know, I'm asking you a question, ladies. Your anniversary is coming up. You're thinking about it. You're prepared. You bought your husband a gift. You bought him an anniversary card. Men, you bought your wife a gift, an anniversary card. You're looking forward for it. You're thinking about where are we going to go out? What are we going to do? Ladies are thinking, what are we going to get dressed up? But think about what are we going to do? We're excited about it. We don't leave things to last second. If, if we're looking forward to a trip, right? If we're looking forward, like, you know how the kids look forward to Chalamoy trips? You're looking forward to something. So you're excited about it. So you start getting ready. It comes naturally because you're excited about it. So you're preparing, you're thinking, the Shabbos table should not be left for last second. Really, it should not be left for last second. Why? Because it's sending a certain message. If we're excited about Shabbos and we want a role model to our family, we want to show them that we want to do the Shabbos table, we want to do it a little bit before. There are some people who do the Shabbos table Thursday night. Yeah, some people, I'm not saying you should do it Thursday night, but there are people who do their Shabbos table on Thursday night. It's a beautiful thing. It creates less stress on Shabbos. So all the preparations that we could do, let's do them before. Let's not leave it for last second. I know it's hard. Of course it's hard. Of course it's hard. I know, I know, I know, I know. My house too. Of course it's hard. But let's, let's try to give ourselves extra and ample time. We want to look forward for Shabbos. We want to be role models for Shabbos. Now, like this, you know, there's some beautiful minhagim, beautiful customs that we have. Um, Shabbos, men, many men go to the mikvah on Erev Shabbos. It's a very special thing to go to the mikvah. Now, what I'm about to talk about right now, I'm not saying you have to do this. I'm really not saying you have to do this. But what I'm saying is they're beautiful minhagim. You can incorporate it into your house. Ladies, don't get stressed out. Don't force your husband to do this if he doesn't do this. We can start doing certain things. Many families, I'll give you a couple of examples. Some families, the kids are ready for Shabbos. You know what? 
they the women ladies give their children to taste some of the Shabbos food, some of the Shabbos kugel. You ready for Shabbos? I'll give you some Shabbos kugel, maybe some Shabbos gefilte fish to taste the Shabbos. It's a beautiful minute. There are some men who prepare the candles for their wives on Shabbos, clean out the candles for them on Shabbos. It's a nice minute. I think your husband has to do this. Don't get upset if your husband if he doesn't do this. It's just a beautiful minute that's done. Um, there are some families that what they do is they want their kids to be prepared. You know, here's another one. You want your children to look forward for Shabbos. You can't do that by telling those of you who have children. You can't do that by telling your children, oh, Shabbos is so important, Shabbos. Be ready for Shabbos. Come on, be ready for Shabbos. Get ready for Shabbos. You know, you only have an hour left. How can you not get ready for Shabbos? I don't understand. I don't understand. You're not going to make it on time to shul again. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You know what's going to work? What's going to work is if you tell the children, children, if you're ready for Shabbos, X time, I'm going to give you special Shabbos kugel, or I'm going to give you some taste of Shabbos chalent, or you don't even have to go that way. If you know that your kids aren't interested in that, let's say, you know what? I'll give you ice cream. Yeah, there are families. They say, I have, have a little ice cream party before Shabbos. I'll buy some ice cream, and you'll all have ice cream before Shabbos. As a matter of fact, I, in fact, I know this is very, very effective. It's very, very effective to give the children ice cream before Shabbos if they're ready for Shabbos, if they're ready for Shabbos. So these are ways where we can role model and imbue the beauty of Shabbos into our children, as opposed to pushing and shoving it into their faces because you got to do it and because it's too late. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I hope you're listening to this, ladies and gentlemen, because, because forcing Shabbos, forcing the beauty of Shabbos onto our children does not work. It will never work. It will never work. Okay, preparing for Shabbos. So, the covered Shabbos Kodesh, we want to say that when we're preparing the Shabbos food. Ladies, when you're making the Shabbos food, I know you're doing this anyways, but I'm just going to say this. And that is, let's have everybody in mind, not just your husbands. Of course, you're having your husbands in mind, what your husband likes, what he doesn't like, this, that. Sometimes the children, sometimes it could be conflicting. One kid likes Lakshan Kugel, the other one likes Potato Kugel. One kid likes Bottom, the other one kid likes Tops. Uh, I don't like this. I don't like, let's try to have everybody in mind on Shabbos because we want people to look forward. We want our, ch- our family to look forward for Shabbos. So we want to have them excited about Shabbos. Same way we have Shabbos clothing. Men, you want your wives excited about Shabbos. Of course they're excited about Shabbos, but you want to give them something extra if possible for Shabbos. Maybe buy them flowers. Maybe your wife has a special magazine, magazine that she likes reading on Shabbos. Give it to them. Say to them, here's what I got you for Shabbos. Look what I got. We don't make subscriptions to the flower store. We say, oh, send me a delivery every hour of Shabbos and my wife can have flowers. I mean, it's meaningless, right? So that's why you want to get her something, even something small on Erev Shabbos. I'm not saying every Erev Shabbos. Ladies who are not getting this from their husbands, do not be upset at your husband. Maybe he hasn't seen it at home. Maybe he's very busy, but he's maybe listening to me right now. So I'm telling him, you know what? Get something special for your wife on Erev Shabbos. Flowers a Shabbos magazine, something else. Another idea. Ladies, you want your children looking forward for Shabbos. Here's an opportunity to have them look forward for Shabbos. Go to a Jewish library before Shabbos. Maybe to, if you can afford, to an Eichler's or to a bookstore with Jewish books. Those of you who, uh, who, 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 who have access to Jewish libraries, etc., get them books for Shabbos. They'll look forward to it. Get them games for Shabbos so they can look forward for Shabbos. Keep them busy. I'll tell you an interesting idea. Shabbos morning. I know we're skipping Shabbos morning. So we're running out of time. Maybe we'll have to continue this next week. Shabbos morning. You want to, you know, it's a good idea for little children to prepare them in the morning with interesting, engaging books that are open for them on the floor so they can start reading. So they wake up really early. And they could start reading automatically. They just go to their books and they start reading. First of all, it makes them ver- it makes them good readers, which is very very important in their lives. And second of all, it gives them that like something to look forward to, forward for in the morning. It lets you sleep a little bit. So maybe go with the children, get them books. Um, for the men, of course, ladies, I don't have to tell you this, but I know you're preparing for your husband. Maybe he likes a special cake. Maybe he likes a special meat. Maybe he likes a special thing. You don't have to wait for Yamtiv. I'm not saying, men who are listening to this, please don't get upset at your wives. We're just giving tips and tools over here. So I'm saying, if you can prepare something that he likes, you know, they say the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. I've seen it very true. So, you want to prepare something special, say, Moshe, Chaim, Shlomo, I made you something special this Shabbos. I know you like this, okay? Very important. For Shabbos, we want to look forward for Shabbos, right? 
There are people who accept Shabbos early. There are people who accept Shabbos like an, an hour early, even during the winter. I know people. I, I know people who just, they, they accept Shabbos early. I don't know how, <coughs> you have to find out how early you could accept it. They're doing it because they're excited about Shabbos. And that's what's most important, to come into Shabbos relaxed. Do you hear me? To come into Shabbos relaxed. I can't tell you how important it is. Because if you don't come into Shabbos relaxed, it could ruin the whole beginning of your Shabbos. Can you imagine you're rushing to your anniversary? Come, let's go. Come, let's go. Here we go. It's like you're huffing and puffing. Like you can't even enjoy. You can't even enjoy. You can't connect. How are we supposed to connect to Kaddish Baruch Hu? Why do we light Shabbos candles? You know why we light Shabbos candles? We light Shabbos candles not for like a holy, spiritual, spooky thing. We're doing this for Shalom Bayis. That's why we light Shabbos candles. So be, there's going to be light in the house. In the olden days, they didn't have lights. They had candles, right? So you light the candle. And it brings the light into the house. Now you could see each other. You could talk to each other. Back in those days, people were very poor. They didn't have light every night. They didn't have every night they had light. Some people couldn't afford even to put, put candles on at night. So Zechiev, you would light Shabbos candles, right? What's the purpose? The purpose is to have shalom bayis. There should be peace and harmony in the home with the husband, with the wife, with the children. There could be peace and harmony. We still do it. Why do we do it now? What's the purpose of lighting Shabbos candles? I mean, there's lights. Why do we need the Shabbos candles? To show how important Shalom Bayis is. To show how important the connection, in order to connect with Hashem, we have to connect with our family. It's not going to work otherwise. It, 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 Shalom, I speak about it so many times. Not me. Not me. You know, the, the what? It's all about Shalom. It's all about Shalom. It's all about peace. Sim Shalom. Ose Shalom. There's nothing, there's only bracha in shalom. It's all about shalom. You cannot have the shechina in your house without shalom. I'm telling you right now, you can ask any rabbi you want, Sephardi, Ashkenazi, whatever you want. You cannot have the shechina in your house if there's machlokas. You have to connect. The satan is trying to mess it up on Erev Shabbos, stress you out. Gentlemen, please come home early on Shabbos. If you can help your wife, ask her, what can I do to make your Shabbos easier? Help her. Ladies, I have an idea for you. If you have children and you want your children to help you with your tasks, they should help you with your tasks. Don't tell them you have to do this, you have to do that. Make a Shabbos list. Put it on the refrigerator. Tell your children, here's what we're doing. Here's my Shabbos list. If you want to help me, that'd be great. That would make me so happy. Initial your name next to the list. Initial your name next to the list. And whoever initials their name, I know that you're helping me with this. I need the carpet swept. I need the table set. I need this. I need that. Do that for your children. And when they do that, make sure to compliment them, especially on the Shabbos table. Let your husband compliment them on the Shabbos table. I'm so proud of Shimmy that he vacuumed the carpet. I'm so proud of Miriam that she set the table together with Tzipora. I'm so proud of... And just on and on and on and tell him that during the Shabbos meal, in the beginning of the Shabbos meal, you're going to see how to change the Shabbos around. Do you hear what I'm saying? Put the list on. They might not do it the first Shabbos. But you know what? If one of the kids does it the first Shabbos and you compliment him, you're going to see the other ones next Shabbos. They're going to do it as well. And you could say next week, I know Miriam, you're going to help also. And you're going to see how, how it's like here you're empowering them. You're motivating them. You're not forcing them. Because when you force them, it doesn't work. Again, you know, some of you are in situations where you already created a certain system. You have to you, you gotta figure out how to get out of that system. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying switch it overnight. But I'm just giving you ideas because you want to motivate your children. You want them to look forward for Shabbos. The beginning of Shabbos, we usher in the Shabbos. Ladies light the candles. Ladies, if you have an opportunity, I'm not saying that you all can do this. I, I know you can't all do this. But if you have an opportunity to say l'chadodi, you know, Say it. Some of you, you know, are saying it, not saying. You have to say the chododi Kabbalah Shabbos. Say some Kabbalah Shabbos. You're gonna see the same way you connect to Hashem when you're lighting candles, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know what it is. I watch my wife, and I see the same way you could connect through davening, saying a prayer of Kabbalah Shabbos. Look at the English translation. You're gonna see it's gonna make such a big difference in your in your Shabbos tomorrow night. Maybe have some time say the chododi with the girls. While the men are in shul, that's how they connect to Hashem. Men, the way we connect to Kaddish Baruch Hu, our biggest tool is Torah, learning Torah, and davening, and prayer. Tomorrow night, 
we are going to be in shul. That's how we're welcoming the Shabbos. Don't go to shul last minute. Don't go, don't go there last second, really. Give yourself a schedule. Make yourself deadlines, and you'll see that you'll make it. You're not always going to make it, because the Yetzirah, the, you know, the sun doesn't try to get us out of there. But let's not rush to Mincha. Let's not rush to Mincha. Let's be there on time. Let's be there early. You know, I tell my children always, there's no, there's no such thing as on time. There is no such thing as on time. It's either early or late. Either you're waiting or someone else is waiting. We don't want to keep Hashem waiting, as if to say. We want to be there early. And I'm talking to myself. It's so hard. It's so hard. But when we do that, we're, we're, we're infusing Kedusha Shabbos. It's a whole different Shabbos. It's a whole different Shabbos. When we come back from, from Shul, gentlemen, let's make sure we start Shalom Aleichem. Shalom Aleichem, Malachi Asharos. We, we, the Malachim are, are escorting us from Shul into the house. But then you know what we're saying? We're saying, Tzeischem L'Shalom. The Malachim could leave now. Why? Because now we want to connect. We want to connect with our family. This way we could connect from the Kaddish Baruch Hu. You can leave now. And what's the first song we sing? I mean, oh, people say, I shouldn't say first song. They're different than Hagim. But one of the first songs we say is, Chayel What is Eishas Chayel Basically, the husband is singing Eishas Chayel. Basically appreciating and complimenting. And, and you know, You're prepared for Shabbos. Did for Shabbos. And that's the st- time to start complimenting. You could do a start right away. Miriam, Yocheved, honey, whatever you call your wife, say to her, you know, I'm looking at the Shabbos table and you prepared so beautifully. Or if the girls prepared, girls, you prepared so beautifully. Tell your wife, I know how hard you work for Shabbos. I really appreciate how hard you work for Shabbos. Let me tell you something about complimenting. Very important, ladies and gentlemen. Not, oh, you did a great job. Find the particulars. Find your particulars. You prepared so beautifully the Shabbos table. I especially like the way you set up the flowers next to the vase. Find something small and make such a big difference. Think about when someone compliments you and says, oh, you know, you're, really, you're a very nice person. You're a great person. Oh, it feels good. But you know what? When someone says to you, you know, you're such a kind person. I really, I, I was really impressed when you, when you stopped and you gave money to that person on the street when I know how much of a rush you were in. It's like, oh, wow, I guess you were noticing. So when you're complimenting, you want to be very direct. You want to pinpoint the activity, especially with children, also with spouses. And like, Chaim, I was so proud of you that you came to the Shabbos table by yourself. I didn't have to tell you, which is another issue, by the way. Shabbos table, men, you want to get your children to come to the Shabbos table. I know a lot of you are struggling. Some of you, Baruch Hashem, it's just automatic because that's how you train the children when they're young. It doesn't make a difference training. I should I take that back. I'm not doing training when they're young. Just many times... It's hard to get the family to the Shabbos table, right? Let's not... Okay, let's go. We're starting the meal, starting the meal, starting the meal. Don't sue it a million times over. Just start. Just start. Gentlemen, are you listening to me? Just start. Shalom Aleichem, Whatever. Just start. Start. They'll come. If they don't come, don't let... Come on, let's go. Listen to me, gentlemen. Speak to your children privately. Later on, privately, this will work. First of all, when they do come, tell them, I really appreciated you came to the Shabbos table when I said Shalom Aleichem, you were right there. and made a big, thank you, Moshe. Thank you, Yaakov. Thank you, Miriam, for coming to the Shabbos table right away. Tell them that privately later on. Now, if they're not doing that, tell them privately later on. You know, tomorrow in the Shabbos meal, if you, Miriam Shefaleh or Maishi, Yaakov, if you could come to the Shabbos table right when I start, that, that, that would be great, okay? That would be really, really speak to, I'm, I'm telling you to speak to them privately because when they're in the group, especially when they get older, they're becoming adolescents and teenagers, their natural gut instinct is to rebel and not to listen, not to come. Speak to them privately about it. It makes a big difference to me. You came, you came to the Shabbos meal. I know you didn't want. Thank you. Speak to them privately. It will help. If it doesn't help, don't get sick over it. Don't let it ruin your Shabbos table because they didn't come on time. Seriously. Don't, okay, they came. It takes them a while to come. Don't let it ruin your Shabbos. Let them look forward. If you have children and you want them to sing Zmiros, okay, let's go sing. Sometimes they're just singing, which is wonderful. But you want them to look forward. Maybe buy some candy, healthy candy, chocolate, something that when they, wherever the little children sing Zmiros, you get a candy, you get a chocolate. Wow, you sang so beautifully. Okay, you give them... Not like a condition of. You sang beautifully. Here's some chocolate. You sang beautifully. 
not that you have to sing Zmiros, you want it to be a beautiful thing. Some, m- many, if not most children, love to say Divrei Torah. If they have Divrei Torah, they want to say it on Shabbos table. Chaim, do you have a Dvar Torah? Moshe, do you have a Dvar Torah? Create a safe place for your children to say Dvar Torah. Create a safe place. Tell Shlaimi if Yehuda is saying Dvar Torah, Shlaimi, if you can't control yourself, you could, I have no problem, you go into the kitchen and you could do what you want, not a problem. But don't disturb, don't disturb, uh, don't disturb your brother when he's saying Advar Torah. Don't disturb your sister when saying Advar Torah. Don't do that in front of everybody else. Speak to them privately. You hear me? This is very important. Same thing with children. You don't want to embarrass them in front of anything. Tell them privately. Shlaimi, I saw yesterday it was very hard for you with Advar Torah. I have no problem. You can get up and you can go while Yaakov is saying Advar Torah. Because Yaakov is saying Advar Torah, it's very important for his self-esteem. It's very important for self You don't tell to, you don't tell to your children, but I'm telling you. It's so important for the self-esteem, self-worth them to say Advar Torah. So that's that's that. Gentlemen, you can say Divrei Torah. I know all of you are saying Divrei Torah. Those of you who are having hard times finding Divrei Torah in the parsha, Not because, okay, you have a safe for this and that. But you, don't, you, didn't, you didn't prepare. You could subscribe to newsletters before. I, I have this great newsletter. I said, I said many Divrei Torah here on air from this particular newsletter. Uh, this is a very contemporary one. I say contemporary because it, it talks about things that are going on today. It relates to people today. You could subscribe by sending an email to mendelberlin at gmail.com. That's mendelberlin at gmail.com. There are many other Divrei Torah, some with Hasidus, some with Ashkafa. Everyone will, you know, you could subscribe to your own Divrei Torah, but have them prepared. Gentlemen, please, subscribe. If you're not saying Divrei Torah, subscribe to something, because otherwise you can have a problem with Divrei Torah. You want to start the meal, preferably, by the way, if possible, by saying a nice Dvar Torah. You know, a lot of people wait for the end. I always suggest doing it in the beginning. Again, ladies, if your husband's not doing it this way, it's okay, it's fine. I'm just giving a suggestion to the men to start off with a nice Dvar Torah, something small. This way you're setting the tone for the conversation. Okay, now I want to tell you something very important. Men, men, you are the conductor of the train, the captain of the ship. You're the driver behind the wheel. You are steering the conversations in the, during the Shabbos table. Make sure that they are Shabbistic. Again, I'm not talking, I'm not saying that, of course, it's best to say only Divrei Torah and to only speak about Divrei Kedusha. Doesn't work in every family. Sometimes people want to talk about other things. Just fine. It's not a problem. It's not us to talk about other things. You could talk about other things. I'm not talking about business. Obviously, business not certain things we cannot talk about on Shabbos. But to talk about what happened to us during the week, that's not a problem. But but be careful, men. If you see that the conversation is going in the way of lashon hara, motzi shemra, negativism, that's affecting even people who are not around. Stare the conversation elsewhere. Start talking about other things. Don't. So we can't talk about that, Sashan Hara. It's better, I'm telling you, it's better just, just talk about something else. Talk about something else. Stare it. If you have to say, okay, Sashan Hara, we really shouldn't talk about this. Maybe, maybe Be careful. Maybe we shouldn't talk about this. But stare the conversation in another direction. You're the captain of the ship. The conversation will go wherever you take it. What do you want to talk about? Well, you could talk about, you could talk about many things. You can talk about what happened during the week. You want to talk about uh, what's going on in the world, not sad things. You want to talk about different Ashkacha Pratis stories that happened to you. That's a beautiful thing to talk about, Shabbos. Ashkacha Pratis stories that happened to you. Though you don't know what Ashkacha Pratis means. It means instances, events that happened in your life where you felt Hashem was really like with you. Hashem was really with you. He really watched over you. It's a beautiful thing to talk about. But let's steer away from inappropriate conversations not Shabbos conversations, especially conversations that, I mean, we can't talk about business on Shabbos, types of, types of things, but especially the ones that have to do with Lashon Hara, Motsi Shemra, etc., etc., etc. Be careful. You're the captain of the ship. Ladies, if your husband is talking and he's saying something, ladies, please, this is true for men as well, but I get most of the complaints from the men about the women about this. Ladies, please don't contradict your husband. Your husband's an achievement-based person. He wants to feel like he figured out he did it. He's speaking about it. He wants to feel smart. Like my father, Allah Vashalom, says, said, I was what? He said always, if it does not cost you money or it doesn't hurt you personally, 
Do not argue. Do not argue. Just agree. Your husband's saying something. Just agree. Gentlemen, if your wife is saying something that you don't agree with, just agree. Move on. Special time, I'm telling you, you're going to be tested on the Shabbos table. Men, you're going to be tested on the Shabbos table to be mavata for your wives. I'm telling you, it's every Shabbos. Men I speak to, we know that what? There's just this. this she, maybe you thought the kogel would be like this. The kogel is like this. This didn't. Uh, she forgot to put this in the challenge. This, that, the other thing. She's saying something that, that's annoying you a little bit. Just let it go. Let it go. Trust me, on Shabbos, let it go. The Shekhinah will come to your house. It's there. Don't chase it away by causing machlokas and creating hurt. Uh, ladies, ladies, also important to let things go with your husband. If he's doing something that you feel like, oh, it's making me crazy. Why is he picking from the salad bowl? Or why is he doing this? Why isn't he singing with the kids? Do you want to sing with the kids? Do you want to sing with the kids? Tell him to him later, privately. Not for the Shabbos table. Don't do it, especially in front of the children, especially in children. If chas v'shalom, something erupts in, on your Shabbos table, some sort of machlokas erupts, you feel super hurt, and it's like your wife's not stopping or your husband's not stopping, you could get up, go to the kitchen, and say, you, you probably don't realize it, but this conversation, I'm feeling very uncomfortable about it. Okay? Fine. Privately, when your wife goes to the kitchen, you can follow her. Kitchen, important. Yes, a man is an achiever, woman, most pr primary need of the woman is to feel connected, to feel loved, to feel cherished, to feel appreciated, right? So it's important for many, if not most men, to feel served on the Shabbos table, to feel like they're, 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 they're being given, to feel like a king. A woman wants to be appreciated for that. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciated this. I appreciate that. It's important for the woman to feel appreciated. Men. Some of you are, some of you are, and you're not. I'm not telling you to do this or not to do this. But once in a while during the Shabbos table, it would be nice for you to also help. Maybe take the heavy dish and bring it to the kitchen. Do something to help. The children, you want the children to help. They see daddy's helping, they'll also help. Women, don't get upset if your husbands are not doing this. Please don't get upset if your husbands are not doing this. I'm just giving tips for the men. After the Shabbos meal, after the Zmiros, after everything... What you want to do is you want to create an aura of helping. Everybody's helping. Everybody gets up. Everybody helps. If your husbands are not helping, don't push them. Don't force them. If everybody could take five things off the table and help mommy, that'd be great. Everybody take five things. Everybody knows they take five things off the Shabbos table, and this way they help. This way the woman doesn't feel like a shmata, like she's working and working and working and working. She doesn't feel appreciated because you don't care. No one's helping. That's why it's important to help. If you have guests on the Shabbos table, allow them to help. If you have guests on the Shabbos table, allow them to help. Running out of time, we're going to have to continue this next week. I just want to mention another very important thing. Next week, I believe it's next week, there's something called the Shabbos Project. Inviting people to your homes who are not religious. It's a very big opportunity for them to experience the Shabbos. Because we always experience Shabbos, but for them to experience a Shabbos. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, 917-397-2841. 917-397-2841. We ran out of time. We had so much to speak about. I think I'm going to continue this next week. A little bit, at least. Thank you for listening to Rabbi Mahu from this Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. Have an amazing week, an amazing Shabbos, amazing preparation for Shabbos, a stress-free Shabbos, and all the best.